0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining us here at the Zoe LA podcast. We are a church in Los Angeles that is all about the person and the message of Jesus. Today, we are in part two of a series that we are in about prayer. We've titled this series, Worried About Nothing. And that comes from Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7, where the Bible in the New Living Translation tells us don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. So we're going to jump right in. And this message is called Stay Connected, really out of John 15, that we're called as followers of Jesus to not get disconnected, but do our best to lean in, abide, remain, stay connected with Jesus. Again, I want to thank everyone that is a partner with us that gives. You can go to our website or our app. Or you can even text in the name, the word Zoe, to 77977. Text Zoe to that number, and we'll send you a link you can give there. Thank you to everyone that gives faithfully. We are so thankful. But come on, let's jump in to part two of Worried About Nothing. All right, I'm going to preach today. Go to John 15, verse number four. We are in part two of a series called Worried About Nothing. I mean, how can we be worried? We got a building. We put in HVAC right away. Somebody say amen. First order of business, we're going to paint that thing. Second order of business, HVAC in Jesus' name. And so we're worried about nothing. Why would you be worried when God is in control? Why would you be worried when the Bible says his eye is not just on the sparrow, his eye is on your life? God is watching. God is involved. In fact, the Bible says it this way. He is fully acquainted with all of your ways. He knows, God knows, when you go out, he knows when you come in. He knows when you stand up. He knows when you sit down. God knows everything about you. And he's in love with you. He's obsessed with you. So we're not going to be worried about anything. Because God is in control. Maybe you didn't know this today, but don't let the news freak you out. Don't let your political party sway you. Our God is a sovereign God. The person that sits on the throne today is God. And God is in control. We're not worried about anything. I'm worried about nothing. The only thing I'm actually worried about today is if my children are going to live after the van ride today to church with their mother. We'll say It's pending. We'll keep you posted on social media. We're not worried about anything. We're praying about everything. Instead of worrying, we've decided to pray. We've decided to give it to God. We've decided to go to God. The reason why I'm so excited to release this announcement about our building is because so many people have prayed and believed and petitioned. I'm telling you, we prayed for this building for seven years. We kept praying and kept praying. And we didn't worry about it or stress about it. We just kept praying about it. We knew God was in control. I want to teach the second installment, really what I want to talk to you today about. You can write down the title. I want to talk to you today about staying connected. Staying connected to God. See, because a lot of times when you pray about stuff, and you get disconnected, you, you get discouraged. Just remember, when you get disconnected, I think you become delusional. You Start wondering who's in control, what's going on, what's going to happen. But when you stay connected to God, you know that God is good. God is in control. God is for me. Who can be against me? You got to stay connected to the source. Have you ever gotten good Wi-Fi? felt proud about yourself? Nothing like some good Wi-Fi that's like, ah, you can look up anything right now. All my iMessage is flying across the world. Nothing better than some good. You ever get bad Wi-Fi? Bad Wi-Fi will make you turn in your faith. Bad Wi-Fi will make you turn around, become a prodigal. Nothing worse than bad Wi-Fi. You know what I'm talking about? Because you get disconnected Or have you ever done this? This happened to me a few times. This is because I got kids. Have you ever plugged in your phone at night to the charger? You wake up in the morning and your battery is on red, realizing all the while that the phone charger, the block, was never plugged in to the wall. Who am I preaching to today? (laughs) Parents. It's the worst when you're disconnected. Jesus has actually called us to stay remain. Another word that another translation says here is abide. Stay connected to Jesus. This is what prayer does. Prayer connects me to God and being connected to God changes everything. See, a lot of times when we pray, it's not that we get buildings left and right. No, but I'm connected to God. And when I pray and I'm connecting, all of a sudden I get what I really need. I'm going to give you what you really need today. I'm going to show you. I'm going to teach you what prayer does. But let's just read John 15 verse 4. Jesus says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch, let's just use Zoe, no church, let's use your life. No life can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you connect with me, remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. What is God saying? I am the source, you are an extension. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing good. I just want to tell somebody, I know you're talented. I understand that you're smart. I'm thankful you came from that family. But apart from God... You can do no good thing. We've got to stay connected to the source. We've got to stay connected to the vine. I love 21 days of prayer and fasting. I just want to encourage you to go on this journey with us. Choose a fast. Sounds like Nico has chosen four. But choose your fast. I'm doing the Daniel fast because I'm legalistic. I'm doing the Daniel fast. But whatever fast it is, it's about what? It's about just staying connected to God. It's not about drifting and veering off and becoming my own person and getting on my own island and trying to build my own idea. I actually, like you, I need to stay connected to Jesus because apart from Jesus, I cannot build a family. I cannot build a church. I cannot build a life. I can do nothing without God. Have you come to the place where you recognize that you don't just want God, but you need God? It's like, you you, you don't get it twisted. You are not, I'm the vine. You're the branches. Apart from me, you take me out of the equation and good luck, Chuck. You're not gonna be able to do it. You're gonna lose your mind. You're gonna lose your salvation. You're gonna lose your children. What is going on that makes you believe that you can accomplish the things in your heart by yourself? No, my Bible says, unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers labor in vain what's God, what's God saying to us? Unless God builds your life, unless, listen, listen, Jesus plus you equal a great combination. You together with God, that partnership, that's a lethal combo. And so we got to stay connected to the source. Somebody say amen. Amen. Staying connected to God changes everything because it's there. I get his heart. It is there. I get wisdom, it is there I get, I get what I really need. In fact, this all comes out of a prayer life, which I'm believing out of Zoe, that will activate our prayer life. Maybe if your prayer life's been dormant, or your prayer life's been dead, or you haven't been connecting with God, I'm believing in the next 21 days that we get connected to the source, and we come out with purpose, and we come out with power. In fact, let me just give you a few things that prayer does. Write down number one. Prayer brings peace. It's prayer and peace. And I don't know about you, but if you ever got peace about a decision, if you ever have peace on your pillow, see, see, a lot of times we want to pray and get answers, but prayer does not bring answers. Prayer brings peace. We, prayer didn't bring a building. Prayer brought peace as we went from different place to different place to different location. We just had peace. I know it's not what we want. I know we got something bigger in our heart. I know we were believing for property. I know we want to uh, get a building acquisition. But I didn't get the answer that I wanted. I got the peace that I needed. I want to encourage you. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. We don't go to God for answers. We go to God to receive peace. God says, my peace, I give you. My, as the world does not give peace, I give you even my peace. Oh, I love this. Look, look here in Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace, watch this. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I saw footage last night, LeBron James was up in Seattle, Washington. He was representing the Lakers in a Seattle Pro-Am and um, and he was was playing, you know they had tons of NBA guys and he's playing in this like Pro-Am league uh, ran by a guy named Jamal Crawford and it was so funny because some of the clips I saw was this like regular guy that works at Best Buy trying to guard LeBron and he kind of got in LeBron's head a little bit Like LeBron tried to go baseline and the guy kind of like bodied him up and like fouled him. And and, and some of the other teammates were like egging him on. And I'm just thinking in my head, like, this guy's got to go sell plasmas tomorrow. And he's guarding LeBron. Like, that's not fair, guys. This is not good. But do you realize that when you pray, God's peace guards your mind? It guards your heart. Because our hearts could give over to anxiety, to stress, to fear. When I pray, it's not that fears go away. It's that fears can't overwhelm me. See, you were built, you were hardwired to handle stress. God has given you the ability to handle fear. God has given you the ability to handle anxiety. It's not that those go away, it's that they don't overwhelm you. So when I pray, it's like God's peace says, no, fear, you can't come in here. No, stress, you're not allowed in this home. No, anxiety, you will not rule or have dominion over this home. Come on, clap today if you're thankful. I've been guarded by God's peace. Well, just watch what God says to you. Watch this. This it says the God of peace be with you all. Amen. The God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. The God of peace will be with you. May God himself, the God of peace sanctify you through and through God's peace. Can I just ask you today, do you have peace about your decisions? Do you have peace about where you are in life? Do you have peace about your money and your spending habits Do you have peace about your future? Because listen, God always speaks through peace. Wherever he is, there is peace. I was so amazed at Zoe Conference. One of the guest worship leaders that came in was a lady named Naomi Rain and she was sensational. I mean, she, in fact, we had a couple songs lined up at the end of the service, and the team kept being like, do you want to go into the other songs? I was like, "Uh uh-uh, let that girl go. She bad. She just leading worship and singing, and one of the things that really struck me out of Naomi Rain's life was she ministered out of, she carried such peace. You know, Jesus, his name is the Prince of Peace. And whenever he came around, even, even whether there was demons or whether there were storms or there was a lack of food and the crowd was about to turn, he never became anxious. He never got fearful like, oh man, oh, what are we going to do? No, he carried a peace. Now there was chaotic situations. There was situation. Listen, when you carry peace, it's not an external reality. It's an internal reality. It's flowing from the inside out of you. See, when God ministers peace, he doesn't just do it in a circumstance. He does it in the soul. And God's peace, by the way, is not fleeting. It's not, like, it's not like here and gone. Not like happens and it's just boom, evaporate. No, that's what the world gives is momentarily peace. Just like, oh, one weekend, one night, one hit, one thing. No, no, God's peace, it sustains your soul it's soul level peace. It's the peace that guards your heart and guards your mind, but it's also the peace that sustains you. I want to encourage you today to pray. Why? Because we don't just need answers. We need peace. I need peace about my life. I need peace about LA. I need peace about America. I need, I need peace. Anybody else? And I do not get peace by reading stuff of what man says. I get peace by going to God's word and reminding myself, oh, that's right, the God of peace will be with me. Oh, that's right, the God of peace will crush Satan under my feet. Oh, that's right, the God of peace is with all of our church. Oh, the God of peace will sanctify me through and through. If you don't have peace today, that's all right. get connected. Plug it in. Talk to Jesus. It's that simple. It's not rocket science. Like, why do we make church so hard for people like, oh, if you come to church, you gotta do this, that, and the other. No, no, it is as simple as talking to Jesus. Saying, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I'm not well. Jesus, I'm struck with fear. Jesus, I'm overwhelmed. Jesus, I have anxiety, and I need you. He's like, remain in me, remain in me, connect with me, connect with me. You cannot do anything good without me. Come on, Zoe, is that our prayer today? Let's stay connected to God. Here's what else prayer does. Prayer gives purpose. I love the definition of purpose. Purpose implies a potential, a calling, a goal. It means participating in life, not just letting life happen. I just want to tell you, like, don't let life happen. Because if you're not careful, life will just happen to you. No, you're not called to just let life happen. You are called by God to go create you were called by God to innovate. And a lot of times when I come to prayer, my prayer, I don't know if you like this. My prayer looks like whining. Where are the complainers at? I'm like, God, why have you forsaken me? Where have you gone? There is no air conditioning. What's going on? Where is our building? You promised a building. But a lot of times, watch this. A lot of times my, my whining turns into creating. Because, listen, God never just goes, okay, come, complain, whine, and then you can just go do whatever you want. No, a lot of times God, see, God is a partner in your life. God is an investor into your life. And so God, what he does is in your complaining, he starts to show you long-term plans and immediate action items. So God will actually tell you, okay, that's what we want to change. That's what we got to fix. That's what we got to evolve. So right out of your prayer time, God will go. Go text them. Go meet with them. Go fix that. Go help that situation. Come on, What I love about God is that God does not just go like, yeah, I got it. I'll solve it all. I will be Captain Hero, and I will take away all your problems and pain. No, God puts you to work. He's like, I got, I I got purpose for you. So I love that we bought a building. I got, I'm excited. We got a building, but just because we got a building doesn't mean God's going to paint it. Doesn't mean God's going to put HVAC. Doesn't mean God's going to put an LED himself. No, I got to get to work. I'm going to pray, but now I got purpose. Purpose is found in his presence. So God receives your complaining, but then he puts you to work. Some of you are getting too quiet today. I love this. Psalm 32, verse 8. Watch this. Psalm 32, verse 8. Watch what he says. I will instruct you, and I will teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with bit and bridle, else they will not come near you. You know what God's saying? Hey, 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 hey. Don't just complain and then rebel. No, no, no. I'll stand in my presence, stand in my counsel, connect with me, and then I will guide you, and I will instruct you, and I will show you, and I will teach you. This is the purpose of God. I don't just pray so I can complain and get peace. I pray so I can get purpose. I got purpose now. I got reason to get up. Life is not happening to me. I'm making life happen. Why? Out of the wisdom and the direction of God. God is showing me how to be a good husband, how to be a good parent, how to be a good leader how to be a he's putting me to work this is so funny because my kids are like a lot of times when it's like cleanup time julia julia's a master of fun she's so i'm like a grumpy old man julia's fun and so julia's like okay kids we're gonna clean up we're gonna put on two songs we're gonna put on two songs and we're gonna get everything done we can in two songs and then when the songs are over we're done i'm like no they're not no they are not because if it's not done we're gonna keep working She's like, two songs, two songs, and then she'll 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 press play, and we got the two songs going. Now the only person that cleans outside me and Julia is our eight-year-old Winston. He's responsible. The other ones are like just drifting in life. I'll go to my six-year-old, my four-year-old, come like, come on. We're cleaning. Let's go, we're cleaning. Make your bed, do the dishes, let's go! Laundry, go! And they're like, just like. And my six-year-old this, always says the same thing. He's like, Dad, can you just do it for me? I'm like, no! I'm not going to do anything for you. See, a lot of times we come to prayer and we're just like, God, can you do it for me? God's like, no, you got to repent. You got to fix. You got to heal. You got to forgive. You got to get back up. You got to engage. You got to love. You got to tithe. You got to sow. Come on, clap. If you're thankful today, I got purpose. I just love this. God, watch this. We pray according to his will. We ask for heavenly purposes to come and to pass on the earth. We know and follow his voice. He created good works beforehand for us to walk in them. He has called us according to his purpose. The third thing, write down. We have prayer and we have premise. I love this because your English teacher was right. Propositions matter. So when we pray, when you come to prayer, it's not just praying for stuff, a healthy prayer life prays first from, not for. So when I come to God, this is the premise of Jesus and Paul. And this should become your premise. And this, if you pray this way, watch, you'll grow confidence and you'll grow expectation if you pray this way. That I'm praying from a position, not for a position. Th- th- this is so important. You got to understand, when I pray, I get peace. Peace when I pray, God puts me to work, gives me purpose. But when I pray, God is also reminding me of who I am. He's giving me a great word. And I believe you need this word. It's the word identity. There's nothing worse than somebody that's insecure, someone that doesn't know who they are, but there's nothing better than someone that's like, I know who I am. I know what God's called me to do. The thing about Zoe, you got to understand, if you're new to our church, we have always been a confident church. We've always been like, listen. I know we up in the middle school right now, but we're gonna bring revival. We got eleven people in my living room. We got Randy's donuts, and I'm like, I don't care if I'm sweating. We're gonna change the city. Why? Because we have identity. We know who we are. When you pray, I want to encourage you. Don't pray like a beggar. Don't don't pray don't pray filled with shame. Don't pray filled with condemnation. Like. I don't know if he's going to hear because, you know, I did that and I went there and I said that and I haven't been, I haven't been connected lately. Wait, wait, do you think that because you've been disconnected that somehow God is not good? No, God is good no matter what your behavior is. God is good no matter what you've done, good or bad. God already forgives your past, your present, and even your future sin. There's nothing that you've done that can separate you, disconnect you from the love of God. God loves you no matter what. So you got to pray from that. Just put it up on the screen. I just love this. We got to pray from God's forgiveness, not for forgiveness. From God's acceptance, not for his acceptance. From approval, not for. From blessing, not for. From his love, not for his love. And when you, when you start to realize that's who you are, I'm telling you, your prayers get confident. Your prayers start to go like, that's right. We're not just going to have one building. We're going to have another one. We're not just going to do well, we're going to succeed, we're going to flourish, we're going to dominate. Where does that confidence come from? Confidence can't be found in you. No, he said, remain in me, remain in me, abide in me, connect with me, connect with me. I'll give you peace, I'll give you purpose, and I'll always teach you to pray from the right premise. I wonder what your premise is today. I wonder if you realize who you are. I wonder if you're recognizing who you are in Christ. Outside of Christ, again, you are nothing. But in Christ, you are seated in heavenly places. In Christ, you're the righteousness of God. You are loved, accepted, blessed, forgiven, and approved by God. And when you pray, I just love that Jesus, when he started asking stuff, he's like, I know who the father is and the father loves me and the father hears me. So he could make a a storm go quiet. He could feed 5,000. He could, why? Because he came from the right premise. Paul's going say, he's like, we're going to change Galatia. We're going to change Corinth. We're going to change Ephesus. We're going to change Philippi. We're going to change Rome. We're going to, we're going to change them all. Why? Because he believed that God was for him. Do you believe God is for you? Do you believe that God is with you? Because if you come from that premise, you'll pray with confidence, you'll pray with expectation, you'll pray with belief. You lose that ability and you start praying, like, uh, hey man, I know it's been a while, stopping by to say hi. Sorry, I've been so caught up. I know, I know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You're mad. No, no your view of God determines your approach to God. The way you see God is how you approach Him. So do you see God as loving and accepting and approving and kind? Because if you see Him that way, you'll approach Him going, I'm a child of God. I am called by name. I know who I am. I know that you are for me. And I don't have a building right now, but I know that you're the God. The earth is yours and everything that is in it. I know that you own the cattle on a thousand hills. So what I ask of you today is nothing for you. You know what Jeremiah the prophet said? Jeremiah the prophet goes, Oh, Lord God, nothing is too difficult for you. He started to pray from the premise that God is going to work on his behalf. So you got to get your premise right. Because Write down the last one. Worship team, could join me. Because this is the last one it does. Prayer brings perspective. So when I, when I pray, may, may, maybe you enter in and you don't have peace. And maybe you, you just want God to solve all your problems. But he's like, no, here's peace. Here's purpose. Let's get your premise right so you can go out and do what I called you to do. And then I'm going to give you a healthy perspective. Do you know how hard it is to live right when you think wrong? Your life will never outlive your thinking. The biggest lid on your life today and mine is our thinking. So God shifts, He alters our perspective. Prayer does this. Prayer, you ever come into prayer you got an issue with sin or family or friendships or enemies or circumstance? And all of a sudden you leave with a different perspective. It's what God does. God goes, ah, no, 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 no. That's not the right way to see that. That's not the right way to approach that. That's not the way I see it. That's not the way you should see it. That's not the way I see you. That's not the way that I see them. All of that comes from prayer. Prayer changes perspective. And when I get God's perspective, I can walk in God's ways. You'll never walk in God's ways if you don't have, first, his perspective. How do you see the world, God? I pray over your family. A biblical worldview. You'd see the world through the lens of the Bible. When you get perspective, you're like, oh, that's right. There's a story in the Old Testament. I love this story. It's about David. David goes off to war with his guys. It's like, all right, we're going to go fight a battle. Ladies, kids, we'll be back. We're going to go fight for God. They go off. They win this crazy war. And when they come back, all their children and wives are gone. The enemy took them. And the Bible says, look up on the screen. Look at this. 1 Samuel chapter 30. Watch what it says. It says in verse 4, Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. But verse six says, David was greatly distressed. So they're weeping and they're distressed and they feel beaten and they feel discouraged. Oh, but read a couple verses later. Watch what it says in verse six. But David strengthened himself in the Lord. See, David was like, oh man, things are awful. We lost our kids. We lost our wives. Everything's going bad. Everybody's against me. This is the worst. But David started to pray and all of a sudden his perspective changed and all of a sudden he started getting faith all of a sudden he got a new mindset all of a sudden he goes to the guys hey 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 those are our kids those are our women we're going to go get our wife back we're going to go get our children back I wonder who needs to strengthen themselves in the Lord today to say just because it looks bad just because I'm overwhelmed doesn't mean I got to roll over David was distressed he was weak and he was overwhelmed and he's like oh my gosh this is like being a clipper fan but david strengthened himself in the lord you cannot tap into self you got to tap into god you cannot tap into your power. You got to tap into his power. Remain in me, remain in me, remain in me seven times. Abide in me, abide in me, abide in me. Connect with me, connect with me. Stay connected, stay connected. Apart from me, you cannot do anything. But with me and you as partners, I'll give you the purpose. I'll give you the peace. I'll give you the premise. I'll give you the perspective. Everything you need is found in my presence. I wonder who am I preaching to today that somebody needs to start activating their prayer life and start talking to Jesus and say, I'm not going to complain about it. I'm going to pray about it. I'm not going to go to myself about it. I'm going to go to God about it come on so wait clap today if you're thankful i'm going to god i'm gonna stand to your feet today stay connected stay connected stay connected today stay connected don't get disconnected you get disconnected you're like ah i don't have peace ah i lost my purpose Ah, i don't know who i really am anymore ah, my perspective is jaded and desensitized. But you watch, you get into the presence of God and you connect with Jesus. And you're like, I got peace. I got purpose. I got perspective. I got my premise back. God, I thank you for a church in L.A.